What's up? What's up, guys? It's Marcus Cotto with Mike Mendez with Aesthetic Business. What's up, bro? Good, man. We're uh, we're getting into you know this one's gonna be about real estate. So you and I are both yep. real estate guys. We both like it. I do that professionally. You are an investor, um, and so it's. Um, I think you and I have a different take on what's going mm -hmm. on right now, and not necessarily the market, but what we're doing right now. And so I kind of like to talk about what you're doing. Oh man, I, you know I'm, I love real estate. It's like one of my favorite things to talk about. You know, um, but man, you know me. I went hard as shit at the end of last year and at the beginning of the year. So right now I am where I am with the market and I am just chilling. I am not buying anything right now. I am, I am just laying low. Right. Um, I am paying, I, I am paying myself back through some uh, entity that I'm doing. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that one day, you know, uh, you know, and um, so that's what I'm doing right now. I mean, I, I've already took on nine units since from the start of the year, I've, I've gained nine units. So my, where the economy is now, I, I just everything being on the market, I'm just going to wait. I'll probably buy something um, at the end of the year. I'm looking at a duplex. So are you, did the economy make you take a break or did you decide this on your own? Both, um, both waiting on a sale, you know, um, and, and negotiation prices are a little bit better. Things are better on the market. Um, looking at the government, man, and just looking at how interest rates are going up, inflation's a motherfucker, you know what I mean? So it's just as, and then looking at other, um, other podcasts, looking at other investors that are more seasoned, been around a recession, been, I look at the people who's been through a recession or two, you know, and, um, mm -hmm. and see what's going on. And I, and I just make my own assumptions. So right now it just seems smart to let, to let back. And now deals are negotiable again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've, you know, I've recently, we're, we're looking, I'm looking for properties, right? So one of the reasons why I had to, had to admit I was scared to get into my next deal. Um, and I have a really strong reaction, knee jerk reaction. Anytime I admit I'm scared yeah. of something, I run yeah. right into it. I just, we got to go head first. Um, you and I had talked about that. And so I started talking, talked to Derek, you know, so we, we had on the podcast, uh, man, he was, he was great to talk to really someone just like, Someone that wasn't right, and he he didn't sit there and say, "Hey, look, okay, I can help you out, but right now I need yeah. um, five ninety nine, or I need a yeah. hundred bucks." It's like none of that stuff. He just provided information and just like, "Hey, if you use me, not man, cool." So, like again, those people are always great to be around. Of that, are never like need yeah, money to get just talk. You know? So that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so what we're looking at right now is doing hard money here in Lubbock, Texas. Um, I've actually gone through a couple, like said no to a couple deals already. Um, kind of want to discuss the reason why I said no to them. So there was one. So of course, let's go over the, the things that we have over here in Lubbock, right? So we have hard money, which is going to be $5,000 down. You have a 3.3 uh, origination fee with that. And then they give you 75% loan to value yep. ratio, right? So your LTV is 75% of your ARV after repair uh, value, right? So if I buy a house and I can fix it up to 150, they will loan me 75% yep. of that. Um, so I just want to get that out there so yeah. you understand what it, what it is in my market that we're doing, right? Um, so we found this one property. Um, they listed at $80,000, right? So $80,000, um, it's a bad part of town. Um, we went to it, we looked at it, and our numbers, our ARV was 90, but we'll be nice and give them 100, 100K uh, mm -hmm. ARV, right? So if we do that one, right? So if you go that one and you do 75% of that, that's only 75 yeah. grand. So I already cannot offer hard money. We go into it. We look at it. Um, 
man, total gut job. Like trees were going through everywhere. We're going to have like that. We're worried about now the, um, it's an older house. Now we're worried about plumbing. We're worried about like electrical. Is it updated? What are these things? Oh, there's no AC. We're going to have to install that. Um, so we're thinking, okay, rough numbers. All right. We need about 40 K worth of rehab. What kind of, and what so kind with of, that, when you have a 75, what is it? Three, one, two, one, two, two. What is it? What we got? Uh, it was a three, three one. one. So it was a three, one. They had additional, um, they had like a patio that they in, 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 enclosed, you know, like that washer and dryer hookups, but it's a smaller mm -hmm. house. Um, the roof, like it was about a cave in the area for the patio where they had, you know, enclosed off was no, no good. So there's that, right? So you're, you're looking at, okay, that we even thought there, it even looked like there was, might've been some asbestos on oh, some, of like, some of the walls hey. or something like that. So, <laughs> right. That's, that's another five yeah, to 10 K. Yeah. So you start looking at this when you're like, okay, cool. I need 30 K to kind of walk into this deal. And they're like, no. And she, you know, the, the person told us, Hey, I got 65, you know, 65 K offer. We're like, Hey, call them, take them. It, that's a steal. Like you're, you're, you're yeah. the one making out. So we said no to that one. Just, just from being there, look at the numbers. Okay. It has to be 75 K to even, to even get a loan. The hard money loan they're at 80 so we're gonna have to negotiate down look at the repairs we're gonna need 30 40k i wanted 30 because i'm like i feel like there's even more stuff going on here we don't know about so we need an extra 10,000 cushion um so we obviously said no to that one but that that's the reason behind it it just didn't make yeah. sense the numbers were easy to walk you know away i from. think for like where we are now with the market and just with the economy it's like imperative that you do double check triple check quadruple check all your numbers, all your plumbing, if this is a flood zone, this is that, like you got to like insurance, like you've got to do all these extra due diligence twice or three times for where we are, just to make sure the deal is fucking solid. You know what I mean? Just to mm -hmm. make sure the deal is solid because we know how contractors are, right? That, you know, yep. now contractors are things break, you find things with gut jobs. You know, things, unexpected things. So you yep. need to, it, it's just so much, right? So I, I love the fact that you're doing this and you're doing it with the hard money, right? And you're barely coming out with nothing. Yep. Yeah. And so the, the second deal we had where we looked at was there's one, it's in my favorite neighborhood. It's where I already have one property. So this is kind of, I like that we'll area. I want to own we'll a lot of that. It. Like the, it's cap. It's a cap rock. Um, so it's between two major intersections. It's a C neighbor, C plus mm -hmm. neighborhood. I like to say, I think it's a really good area where people love to be at. It's just, they don't have the money to afford to buy a house. And that's kind of that simple. Or you got people who've owned the, like, there's a lot of people who are the original owners yeah. of those houses too. So it's kind of that area where there's a lot of hidden gems, man. Personally, I found a hidden gem. There's more hidden gems there. Um, I think people want to live. Some people don't care and they, they don't take care of the house, but some people want to take care of the house. They just don't have the money to afford it. And that's what I want to do as somebody who owns property is give somebody the opportunity to have something really nice and they can take care of it and it makes them feel yeah. good. They just may not have the money to own it, but that, that shouldn't be a reason why people live in horrible conditions. Yeah. You and I have both talked yeah. about. I like, mean, I think that's, that's dope, man. Uh, and Lubbock has so much potential, right? I own a place in Lubbock, right? Uh, and I and I've looked and scaled a Lubbock. Has some great duplex areas. Has a nice golf course in the in the areas. But if you you gotta know, just like any other market, and Lubbock is one of those markets, you gotta know the areas. There is a west side area. There is an east side area. Northwest, like where everything's popping. At. Like these are things that you need to know. And when I got into Lubbock, I I kind of knew those things, but Mike put me more game because he was even from there. So I, I learned even more. And honestly, if I, if I knew Mike was from there, 
right? I, I wouldn't even bought the deal that I had now. I would have went with something else, right? And that's just being 100%. But it still has a lot of potential and it looks like it's going to be doing very well in the future. But the fact that Mike is, is in yeah. this growing little town, I, I just see unlimited potential before everybody find out what the hell's going on over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, what's funny how you, that's how you and I kind of reconnected over so many years. Cause you're like, hey, I got this property. Like, Actually, I just yeah. moved here and I'm from here. I moved from Japan. So it was like, kind of like, you know, you know, the universe brings you to, to, together with people. And, you know, now that I'm in real estate and you're starting to find out, man, like, Hey, we're going to be a Fort Worth, a small Fort. We're going to be a Fort Worth city in the next five to 10 years. So when you're looking at property values, you know, like it's, it's going to get, it's going to get bigger and that's how it's already happening. So our market is something that like I research, I'm looking into it and be like, man, we have five different kind of like status economic, uh, like businesses over here that make sure we don't go through a recession. And I think that's imperative. And so that's why we're looking at properties, right? Like, you know, we're looking at the national news. They're saying all these things about we're in a housing recession. I look at our markets and they're saying our, our market is way different than nationally because of, you know, universities, hospitals, agriculture, all those things. Um, but anyway, so we're looking at a deal within the Caprock district and the person wanted, let's say, changes some numbers so that way people don't know who they are, but um, roughly the ARV for a house was 150. And this was a for, for sale by owner. So this is somebody who's actually selling their own house without a realtor in that thing. That person wanted 190. So 190 went, took a look at it and, and kind of looked at it, those things. And you, or you kind of look at it and be like, it's a lipstick mm -hmm. job. But I, again, 75% here and there, these numbers just don't make sense. And so it's kind of easier to walk away and say, hey, this is a great opportunity. But if one party will not budge on their price, I just can't get it. Like the bank will literally say no to me. Um, and those are two deals we kind of walked away where we're looking at them. And one of them was an easy walk away. Like, hey, okay, cool. I need this much to even make it work. And they're like, no. Yeah. And they're like, I think it's worth this. You're like, it's yeah. not worth that. It needs work. You know, and that's the problem with hey. Lubbock too, man. Overpricing right now, right? Yeah. Because it, I guess yeah. that's another thing with Lubbock and, and some of the Texas laws, what I found out was like, you don't have to like, disclose a lot of things which you're, which you're selling, you know? So that, it, so the, so comparisons sometimes are not always right. You know what I mean? For what they're trying to sell you. It's very interesting. And uh, man, I, I just love the fact that you're like back in the game. Like, you know, like you're back in the grind. Cause like once you, when you're in real estate and you're in that mode of like finding the deals and stuff like that, it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's a crazy, it's like, it's fast too. You know what I mean? Um, and then right. like boom documents and numbers and Hey, I got this new deal contract. It's just, I, I love the fact that you're back in it. It makes me actually happy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's my job, right? So you get so used to doing your job of helping other people find investment properties and those things, and you're sitting there saying like, "Hey, I'm my yeah, own client. Yeah. I got to give my same the same respect," and you know. But also, we have the podcast, we have this, where it's like, "Hey, I need to document this stuff too as well." And so it's like, after a while, it becomes like kind of all these things. But we really restructured everything, and like I said, looking at properties and and getting to that point of like, even if I'm not interested in a deal, what's the ARV? Can I even fine tune my ARV because we're going to do a BPO, yeah. right? So they're going to have someone go out there and do the evaluation to make sure my numbers are mm -hmm. even correct. Cause even if I, my numbers come off wrong and I think I have a bigger room and they come back and say like, no, you're off 10, 20 K that could yeah. kill a deal or that could make me from what's, being very profitable um, to one like, thing I have to ask, like what, what, what is appraisal time like now? 
since when I was when I was in it, Prezo, I've seen some as fucking you already know ridiculous long. So I just want to know where we are with appraisal time frames and, and pricing right now. I saw the one the other day, two days. It's not bad. It's yeah, but we but sometimes you don't agree with those two day ones. So I you know what I mean it just it's differing. Like every day is a different kind of turn. So That's crazy. You know one thing that we found. That's so crazy. Yes. Yeah. So two days. Mm-hmm. Um. You know what I mean? But like, you know, and also what's hurting us right now, and I think this is what's going to go on to any market going on because there's a shift in the market. Every realtor knows a shift has happened in their uh-huh. market. The, your comps that you're going with, what we're doing is looking at that sub and saying, hey, man, we might have to take off a certain percentage from this one because a new market has come in. And if you price too high, your property will sit on the market. My job as a realtor, and I always tell every, all my clients, my job, if I'm selling your property, is to help you get the most amount of money as yeah. fast as possible, right? If I'm a buyer's agent, my job is to get you this house you want for the lowest amount as possible. That's just yeah. the game we're in. So if you're coming in here and saying, well, my job is to get you the most amount as possible, but I just charge a ridiculous amount, the buyer's agent is going to come in there saying, hey, I'm going to get this lower because it's already at a disadvantage. So you got to really look at what you're doing. Um, and so I would sit there and say to every realtor, we already know a shift has come into our market. And that's what you're saying that for for everyone else, if you're a buyer, it's more favorable. I wouldn't say Lubbock is a buyer's market yeah, by any means. Actually, it hasn't been a buyer's brand, market yeah. I think, since the seventies. <laughs> yeah, it's not since the seventies. That's, that's why our market is different. We are literally still in a seller's market. We just have more uh, more terms that are more favorable to yeah. a buyer. I mean, and if you can read between the lines yeah, on that, it, right? Check this out though. If y'all didn't even catch what he said, like probably like a couple minutes ago, he said he bought. He was looking at a place for eighty thousand or something like that, right? And the, and like we're in the mar in the in the economy where you're gonna buy some houses that are like, I mean, remember me and him was uh me and Mike was looking at a property. <laughs> oh, yeah. How much was that property? Thirty six thousand. What was it? I, yeah, I think we, I think it was forty five thousand. We got it down to it like thirty two. This is what the shit yeah. I'm talking about. Yes, a forty five thousand dollar house gut job, right? Um, I think the AR. I think the AR. I think we was gonna do. I think it was gonna sell for like eighty. Maybe something like that, eighty seventy five, or not, something like that. I think the the high AR, ARV was one ten. Oh, That's what yeah, made it worth okay, the gut okay. job because it was like yeah, one ten. But they had that foundation issue, right? Had the foundation issue, and then we just yep. again, when you do hard money, you gotta watch who you do hard money with, right? Hidden fees and stuff like that, and then a lot of hard money people will just be bullshitting you, like noble. Right. So that's another thing with hard money. Um, but it's a rela- like anything else, it's a relationship you have to establish, you know, and and people have to be feel comfortable with each other because they are literally giving you free money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like straight up. <laughs> yeah. And we might have another episode where I talk about like legit free money, um, you know, so you can believe free money exists or not. But I think if you structure things correctly, you can. But again, like, yeah. So like I said, for some people, if you're in New York, um, I've had people, clients, you know, or, or investors call me and be like, hey, my house is $500,000. I'm like, if you buy a $5,000 home here in Lubbock, you're living almost in a castle. And it's and that's an exaggeration of a castle, but it's pretty different from everywhere else. And there's there's pocket, there's these places in the United States that have not grown to what mm-hmm. you're used to. So for me, you know, when someone's saying, hey, this property's, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at properties that are like, we, we saw one, you know, yeah. 30,000. And they said, hey, well, you know, how about 40? Those are the kind of numbers sometimes we're dealing with where you're finding these hidden gems. Now, they are gut jobs, but their ARVs are like 150, 190. 
it's just, do you have the idea, the creative to sit there and say, Hey, I, we could do this mm -hmm. and this with this one. Okay, cool. And we're not really scared. It's, I mean, it is scary. Like, you know, going into that one that we had for you, it's like, we had yeah. foundations, we had this. Okay. Do I have the actual ability yeah. to see this through? If we do, you gotta have man, vision the you gotta, for real great, estate. Right? You gotta have vision. And again, we said this in our last podcast, five years, minimum commitment, five years, minimum. You gotta do your due diligence. You got to be on your shit with real estate. You gotta literally have a vision, right? Without a vision, you're, you're going to have a catastrophe guaranteed it. You're you're and the thing is what people would scare with real estate, right? They're scared of fucking up, right? You're going to fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's this part of it. Like you can read all the nope. books in the world. You're going to mess up, right? You're going to mess up and you're going to learn from it. Shit, I did, right? Is 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 these books and everything they're they're great guidelines, right? But you got to have the OJT. You got to get into it, but it gets easier all the time. Look at deals when you don't when you're not even buying, get used to looking at deals, you know? Um, yeah. And then you'll know if a deal is good off the top soon just by looking at it. Like I can look at a deal and be like, okay, does this meet my such and such and, you know, Marcus rule? Nope, I'm out. I can do that in five seconds. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yep. So yeah, it's just, it's a lot of things, man. And, and I love that like you're like, we're both in Texas and my market is completely different from your market in Texas. You know, um, yeah. I live in, I live in the, in the, you know, Fort Hood, right. In the, in the military town, this is a renter market, but also a VA's market, right. But there's no more homes, right. So it is a crazy renters market right now. And the prices are, are super low, right. You know, but, um, I will say this piggyback on Lubbock. I did have a double, I had a duplex deal in Lubbock, right. Back in 2018, 19, right? It was a, it was um right by the golf course area, right? Mm -hmm. $175,000 duplex. And at the time I got offered a 5.5%. And I was like, this is too high because I was so used to the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kicking myself in the ass because now that place is worth like 300, like three, like no bullshit, yep. you know? So I love, I love yeah. the fact I think you're going to boom with your market within Lubbock. I think you're going to just, I think, honestly, I see you in the next three years having at least 10. Yeah. And yeah, like we were already talking, you know, I was talking about my goals and stuff like that. I was writing them down. Okay. If we do, if I have these, if I do flips, what am I looking at doing? What are my terms for a flip? If I want to do it I'll, again, I'm more of a long-term guy, but that doesn't mean I can't look at something that says, say, Hey man, that is not the best for my portfolio, but that is a nice little chunk of change to help the portfolio. Yeah. So it just depends. Right. Um, started looking at what the goals are, man. Like right now is to get one deal before the end of the year. And then we're looking at for the next year. Um, and just get kind of big goals that are not unforeseeable, but they do kind of scare yeah. you a little bit. That's my, always my MO, like kind of scares me. Okay, good. It's a good goal to go for then. If not, then we'll learn. But yeah, that's what we're looking at doing, man. I really do see that for in that. And I want to stick in my own area because I really do think I have a gym. Um, I, I do want to invest in other areas. Why? But it's like, man, why? I got this right area now? right yeah. now. I can literally yeah, drive. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, 100%, man. I, yeah. It's like visiting family and be like, hey, I can find yeah, a house Yeah, and really then quick. easier like, to manage. This, right? You just drive um, by these places and stuff like that. Super easy to manage, man. And like I said, I, and then, then you'll have enough equity and you'll have enough to do other deals easily in other places. You know, I mean, just because you have this huge portfolio in your area. And again, man, I would kick it myself in the mm -hmm. ass so many times I passed up on a lot of multifamily homes. I, they, I remember there was like 
15, 20 multifamily homes. And each week it got smaller. It got smaller. And then it just turned yeah. into like two all of a sudden, you know, it's just like, wow, you know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's a good market, man. And I think what you're doing is good. And I, I actually see, like, I just told you off offline, like, hey, this goes good. I would jump in a deal with you up in there. I'll be silly not to, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, good shit, bro. Yeah. And like I said, I just want to talk to y'all about like different ways of why we said no, my market's completely different from everybody else's. So I have to, and then because I talk to clients, it, it helps my learning curve because I don't really need to learn a lot new. I just got to maybe learn this, this maybe change my brain a little bit more to more the investor side of business yeah. side of like, okay, I'm the, now the investor, not, not, the, the, yeah, not yeah, the consultant yeah. as a realtor. Yeah. So, but that learning curve is very small because it's my area. And, and you know, kind of like what we're saying, like, Hey, I want, someone says, what about this street? I look at it and be like, you know what it's over here or like like when i told you i used to live i used to go to yeah. school in that area yeah. i know that area because i went to school like all right it's not a good area let's get out like why i have a personal history like i have knowledge of like i know a guy over there yeah. i know a guy yeah. over here uh i saw this happen over here you know living in like a little boom some city like little boom town like now I, you have complete advantage mm -hmm. over over everybody to find like the really good hitting parts you know you got the best of both both areas. You not only do the real estate stuff, but also now as an investor, because you're all around. They, the real estate, your job, it forces you to go out there anyway to see what's out there. And then you have these uh, these off off deal markets that comes on. You, you're just in a really good place, you know. And I, like I said, I just see nothing but the moon for you for over here, and just for where you first started at. And then this kind of like you kind of manifested this whole thing into into place right now, which. This is pretty fucking dope.